Hello, dear Starshines. Christina here with the Life Body Academy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's lunchtime chats. We'll give everybody a minute to come on board. I just finished some wonderful Mexican sushi. I'm telling you, some of the food here is in Mexico is the best on the planet. Uh, uh, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And uh, we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities that are not embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have very unique perspectives to the kinds of challenges that we face on a daily basis. So I'm here to give, to the best of my ability, a liberated perspective to these challenges. So Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, dear sister Joanne. So glad to see you here. Oh, aloha. Hello, Tony. Hello, Kylie. Uh, okay, I have some questions coming up already with Kylie. Um, before I go on to those questions, I want to talk about the other topics that I have um, in store for you guys. For those of you who are on Telegram and in our Rise of the Multidimensional group, I posted some links. Um, one of those links is a video that goes deep into the Saturn black cube technology that, um, this, you know, transcending the Saturn control systems is something that I've talked about a lot on these chats. And that particular video really summated a lot of the points and really and, and um, ended on a really great note. So I wanted to post that for you guys. And then I also want to talk a little bit more about that, about that technology specifically how it's connected to linear time and space, which is our 4D field, okay? So we're gonna talk about that. And I, um, I was asked to give my perspective about um, the effectiveness or lack of effectiveness to urine therapy. Yes, you heard me right, urine therapy. So I wanna, I wanna um, chime in on that, because actually I do, I do have some insights about that. Not that I have actually done the urine therapy, but I do know of groups of people where that's a major uh, component to their lifestyle. Okay, so I wanna chime in about what I've learned from them by asking questions and talking. Um, and then I also want to address another question that was posted in our Telegram group. For those of you who haven't found us on Telegram yet, we have a group called Multidimensional Human. And this group is a fabulous collection of human beings. Everybody's very respectful and, and everybody is there to learn from each other. So it's just like, you know, it's, 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 it's a great community like our Rise of the Multidimensional Human group in Facebook, but this is on Telegram. We don't have to worry about censorship or getting flagged or anything like that. So, um, and on that note, for those of you who um, are, like to post things that are often censored or labeled as false information or whatever. We have a sister group in Facebook to our multidimensional human group um, called Empowered Souls, um, Free Th Empowered Souls and Free Thinkers Alliance. So that particular group was created so we in our community we can still share information without getting our group flagged because we were on the verge, because especially during the peak of the COVID stuff, we were on the verge of getting shut down by Facebook because there was so much information that they deemed as false. So we created the sister group where we can post that um, confident, um, controversial material without it completely 86ing the, the community that took so long, to, you know, took many years to build. So, so if you guys have controversial stuff and you are still using Facebook, Right then, uh, that other sister group, um, Empowered Souls and Freethinker Alliance, is the place to post your things. And then you would tag or copy and paste a link to that post within the Rise group. That's the workaround getting shut down with this technology. 
Um, so uh, anyway, let me go on to the question that was posed in our Telegram group, because it's a really good one. This is something that all of us as multidimensionals run into eventually. Okay, I'm, I, without a doubt, all of us run into it eventually. And she is, um, <clears throat> well, I'm assuming she, the handle is M Raj. And M Raj goes on to say, um, first that she's really grateful for these for these chats, of course, because you, you know people get a lot out of them. Because um, I, I I'm I'm not holding back, <laughs> you know, I'm giving all the information that I possibly can uh, uh, to these different topics that people ask about. And a lot of it is really advanced stuff. And um, I'm not going to treat you guys like you're, you know, like your children. I mean, you're, you're here for a reason. You're here because we resonate. So I'm going to speak to you on that, you know, keep the bar high with how, we, with how we talk about things. Okay, so she goes on to say, regarding triggering narratives, um, there is one shamanic astrologer I follow called dot, dot, dot. I don't want to say her name because I'm not here to bash anybody, right? Um, who I feel is following her inner compass and remaining in her integrity at all costs. And lately she keeps talking about the absolute non-matrix made void as being the only way out of here. Let that register for a second. And that we live in a demonic realm that has been hacked all the way up to the 12th dimension. Okay. That, um, that to keep our sovereignty, we have to stop conversing with our higher self and any other higher beings, for her, it's all a trick. She also, she also talks about the life review, a time that at the time of our death as being a manipulation where we're uh, guilt-tripped into another incarnation filled with unnecessary pain, trauma, which feeds the system. Now, you guys, I've talked about that a lot, too. Uh, uh, that feeds the system, um, which echoes, yeah, 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 echoes what I've said in the past. All right, I feel uneasy about her perception of reality because surely it's not all doom and gloom, and there is magic and love in the world too, <laughs> um, not just the crazy matrix siphoning our life force energy, question mark. Would you say this perception pertains to 3 or 4D mindset, or do you fully resonate with what she says? I am curious to hear your thoughts. Okay, so this is a really big mouthful that she's talking about. But um, I also want to refer you guys who might be resonating with this to that um, Saturn, to that um, Saturn Black Cube technology um, link that I posted within Telegram in the group, because that actually addresses this too in a maybe less direct way. Okay, so yes, the life review, I totally resonate, resonate with that. that the, the realms in between uh, life and death, the head, they are created. And they also um, are a manipulation. Everything about our reality is about siphoning off life force energy. It's all about that. It's all about getting us to consent to life, uh, to certain realities. And through the through the act of consent, we participate in keeping them animated. Okay. So, what she's talking about the infiltration through 12D, I would say yes, and even further. And this is, if you want to do a deep dive into this, this is the empire that I refer to very often from the work of uh, George Kavasilis. Okay. Um, he is the, uh, he's the pioneer uh, of that particular work where he was able to break it down to, down to um, the nuts and bolts of how we get, how we collude and how we participate without knowing even higher um, ascended masters and stuff like this into this, this, uh, cosmic intergalactic empire where life force energy is a commodity 
and a wonderful tell that explains to humans what this is like are movies like Jupiter Ascending. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie, but that goes right to it. And then there's also this idea of that the, the um, old classic Matrix brought forward, that we're all living within a lie and we're, um, we're pretty much food for beings that know how to, um, to uh, that are creating the charade. All right. So in truth, there is no death and dying. Okay. As an infinite being in a bio suit, we're not actually dying. And an infinite, as an infinite being in a bio suit, we're just changing our identities. We're just moving, 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 moving. Okay. But because our 4D frame up, that canopy that I talk about, linear time, uh, because of our 4D frame up, we experience things the way we, it's framed up for us to believe. So say you see a reflection in the mirror, you invest in that reflection in the mirror, you believe that is who you are, okay? When that is the basis of all of your actions, your decisions in your life, you are living within that 4D field. You are living within the illusion delusion. Because the fact is, you're not who you think you are. And, and you know the face of death more than you know that face in the mirror that you're looking at, okay? Because you're an infinite being that has been having many, 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 many incarnational experiences, both human and not, okay? Both human and not. So in your Akashic field are the records and memories of all those incarnational experiences, human and not. But even when you go into that field, that too is truncated because we are in a bio suit looking into that field. Therefore, we have a canopy of matrices that all that information is coming through. Okay? So, yes, on a very high dimensional levels, they are infiltrated all the way to the uh, past the light body level and into the quantum levels there is infiltration. Now, I don't usually um, dive very deep into that in with the chats just because it can be really shocking to people and, and I don't want to contribute into the hopelessness, the, the helplessness that that kind of information can invoke from within somebody, okay? The fact is that your infinite self is here for a reason. Your infinite self is having the experience of, you know, of infinity in these bio suits in this reality. This reality is extremely, uh, is an extremely sophisticated illusion delusion system. That's why we wanted to have this experience because it's so complete. We forget ourselves so completely. Okay. We are in this transition of cycles right now where many, many cycles are ending all at once. This is why so many of us are waking up beyond the face we see in the mirror, beyond the idea of being a soul that was created by a God, right, um, to, to live on this earth. So these, all these cycles are coming to an end. That means that zero point reset is, uh, is very, very accessible right now, okay? And once that's accessible to us, then we have the opportunity on a soul level, but also on an ego driver level, to remember who we are beyond the matrix, the beyond the 4D field, to remember who we are beyond the soul's journey, okay? And you, and you can be like, well, the soul is infinite. How can you see yourself beyond the soul's journey? It's because you can see yourself as the entirety of everything. You are, you are the plants. 
you are the bugs, you are the sky, you are the moon, you are the sun, you are all these planets, you are the galaxies, you are these things. And once you wake up to yourself on those levels, you've successfully navigated the matrix. The rub is that you have to go within to touch that part of yourself. And everybody, and especially in the light worker religious world, we're taught to go up and out <laughs> to uh, achieve to have these memories come to us like we worship a god that's outside of us we worship a savior that that is outside of us we we go we refer to these masters and those masters and our higher self and we refer to all these things that aren't inside of us that is more of the illusion delusion going outside of yourself the more inside yourself you go the, the uh, yes, you're going to hit pain and trauma and all this stuff because there's a lot of there's a lot carried here within our multidimensional bio suits. But as you learn to transmute, transcend and heal those aspects and retrieve lost aspects of who you thought you were and aspects of your soul essence, you become uh, you start to discover there's great power by being inside, staying connected inside. OK, so. Uh, this this idea that only the, um, the the only way out is through this organic void space, I would say perhaps for her that's the path that's been revealed. Okay, that's going to work for her. For you, it might be something different, and that is okay. And what's happening here is that we are inventing our way out of the illusion delusion of all these matrices inside of each other okay there's nesting dolls within nesting dolls within nesting dolls within nesting dolls when you are confined by time okay when you're confined by time that is your tell that you are still playing in the false reality that that black cube saturn reality okay and i have a little story here so Long ago, I took up a study with a gentleman named, um, well, it was the Four Winds Society, and it was founded by a gentleman named by Alberto Violdo. You guys may have heard of him. He's very well known in the shamanic world. And, um, and when I came into that school, it was still very, um, I say, rough draft. It wasn't highly refined as it is now. They did not fully prescribe to the seven chakra model. They were still very, very close to the raw teachings of the Kero, of the different indigenous that occupied the high Andes mountains in, uh, in throughout um, Peru and Bolivia. They taught that there were three main centers one needed to work with. There was the, the Yachai, the upper world, the, um, the, the right thoughts and minds, which is, you know, your mind thoughts are in alignment and in harmony with your heart, your moon eye, right? And then your, your, um, your thoughts and your heart were aligned with your will center, your, your solar plexus. And those were the only three energy centers they ever, 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 ever addressed. So when you do rites, when you do healing, when you did all these pieces, it was only those three energy centers that were that were addressed very similarly to ancient Taoist practice as well. Now I have a lot of lifetimes in the Taoist lineage so that those memories are really close to the surface for me as well as Buddhist, a lot of Buddhist teachings very close to the surface, even though I haven't formally practiced Buddhism in this lifetime, 
the the knowing the 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 way of being that's founded in those in those teachings are um, are here within within my subconscious very easily accessible. So over time, it started to shift and change and start to bring in the seven chakra model because that was the popular thing um, was the seven chakra model as discussed within the Vedic teachings. So all the work that he did with, with, uh, with his teacher, he would write, he studied for many, many years and just take notes, 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 notes. And as you guys know, uh, language, especially English language, it's very linear. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have life in it. It's considered a, a lifeless language, a soulless language to a lot of indigenous. And it wasn't until he completely released the need to take notes, released the need to, uh, to qualify, quantify things. And in his linear understanding, did he really start to skyrocket towards teach to, to really understanding the teachings and why, um, uh, Don Manuel was even teaching him, embraced him as a student in the first place. And it was, he wanted, he didn't care that he healed, even though he was healing a lot, he was healing his heart. He was healing his relationships. He was healing his psyche. All these beautiful miracles were happening in his world. But Don Manuel didn't care. He's like, I can care less about that. Yes, it's going to happen. But the number one most important thing, the reason why I'm working with you over all these years is for you to learn how to step outside of time, to step outside of time. That is the big secret. That is the big tell that shows you that you are making progress of uh, getting out of the life siphoning uh, frequencies of that Saturn cube, the Saturn cube manipulation because that cube is a cube inside of a cube inside of a cube and it goes on infinitely and if you guys really notice that with the technology that we have today our time our linear time is getting uh, is getting split more and more and more and more and more it's a very fast-paced rhythm compared to when you have no time when you have no like 10 o'clock noon you know 10 o'clock you do this noon you do that three o'clock you do this when you have none of that in your telling you when to do what you are naturally tuned into the to the rhythms of the planet to the rhythms of nature to your own heartbeat and your own uh creative natural creative force inside of yourself okay and everything from there when you're in that state of mind is flow and synchronicity bring linear time as in an arrow going through time then now you have being on time, being late, being this, being that, right? And then things just keep getting split more and more and more. And that causes a lot of stress, not only in the body, but in the psyche and the emotional field, all this kind of stuff. So when you can create from the aspect of you that is not confined by time, you're getting somewhere, okay? You're getting somewhere. And as many entrepreneurs know that the big, the big, um, the big mindset shift that makes a successful entrepreneur versus one that struggles is no longer trading money for time, where you're not getting paid for your hour, you're getting paid for a result that somebody wants. Now you're, now you're starting to reach more into those quantum levels of experience and you're getting paid, you're, getting, uh, you're exchanging monetarily for, for achieving, helping someone achieve a result no longer imprisoned by time. There's no longer that, that experience that there's not enough time in a day goes away. It's not like that anymore. It completely shifts how you function in this world being outside of time. 
And this is also the big trick about um, dream time. And this is why I love working with dream time and teaching people how to track in their dream time, because you quite literally unravel all your hangups that keep you stuck in that 4D field of linear space and time. And you start downloading encodements for the reality you want to create directly from yourself from your infinite self and now now once you download that i say download just because there's a limitation in language here to explain what's happening as you track through your dream time and unravel all those hang-ups the oh they hurt me here and i feel jealous there and i blame here and i feel guilty there you know you get you get you transcend all of those hooks and drags of the of that siphoning off um uh hypercube reality you can actually be directly in the light of source, which is you, and that will down, uh, fr the frequency comes into your being, comes into your body. You digest it, and that reality starts coming to fruition on the outside. Now, it's really frustrating for the linear mind because the mind has no clue, has no clue what's happening. And that is where it gets really difficult because you're, you're doing these things and your mind can't understand it, but somehow your life is changing anyway. <laughs> you know, we want our ego driver wants to believe that it's the one in charge creating this reality, but really that's the, the ego driver is the one that's clueless, the one that's programmed, the one that is stuck and, and encased in the illusion delusion. The ego driver is the one that is encased in that linear time. It's your spirit that's outside of time. So this infiltration takes many, 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 many forms. And it's unique to all of us according to our agreements that we've had, both silent, both um, known and unknown. So coming back to our dear sister Starshine that's saying that, she, that, the, that she's feeling like the only way out of this false reality is through the void. And that could be uh, because there's certain, there's specific things, specific entanglements that she's involved in that that's the only way to to unwind it from her from her being from her 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 consciousness her awareness in which case it'll probably work because really the void the great void is a very powerful field this field no all right let's say it like this no ai construct no artificial construct organic or non-organic illusion or computer generated, whatever, no construct can follow you, follow your awareness, your consciousness into the void. Okay. So I would say that it's a, that's a good, that's a good, um, that's a good call for her. Now for you, it might be different. If it's the same, great. You have a trailblazer that you can, that you can follow. You have a trailblazer that is triggering truths inside of you that you can connect with and and perhaps get the validation when you need it the support when you need it that's great but it doesn't mean that there's the only way there, there's there's a gazillion ways out of this matrix the rub is is that many of them we haven't invented yet we haven't even dreamt it forward yet okay so in this way you are the great magician the, the great magician you are the great magician that can do anything and everything once you wake up out of linear time, once you step out of time and go into the quantum levels. Now, relying on other beings, I don't suggest doing that. 
I, I talk about um, beings of an entourage, and that is a bit different. That's not higher self stuff. That's more of aspects of us that are still in the um, uh, star consciousness because there's nesting dolls within nesting dolls of who we are. So this is a bit different. It, and it's also not spirit guides either. Spirit guides are beings that have had a soul, had a had experience on this planet and have agreed with you in some way via contract to be a guide for you. So that's that's a different thing than than what I'm talking about with the entourage. So I wish there was a really easy yes, no answer to that. But but there's not because there's a there's a massive landscape here and all of us are unique as snowflakes and all of us have a very unique signature, which means our way, the way we get out of the illusion delusion is going to be unique to all of us. Um, an example could be like, say you have a lot of really star, really strong Syrian frequencies within your, um, your signature, your, your um, soul signature. It's likely that you have a lot of um, unwinding to do in regards to implant technology because some part of your system brought, is responsible for bringing that to the solar ring. So that means there's some part of you that's still invested in undoing what was done now that part of the journey is so until it's not and this is the secret to dark forces actually is um, going into a sacred agreement to undo all that you've done now i won't that's a massive rabbit hole i won't go down that road today but um in the future i might um so outside of time stepping outside of time is the key here so now when you want to create something, you're not thinking about the 3D nuts and bolts, how much money you have, how much time you have, what kind of staff you have. You're not thinking on those levels yet. You're first um, getting, uh, stepping outside of the limitations of this 3D, 4D construct and you're, and you're connecting with your infinite source self and downloading the creation codes for that reality that you wanna bring forward as you digest those creation codes, then the synchronicity of the 3D and 4D fields start to happen right in front of you and you take action when, when it's time, when you see them coming together, you take action, you take action, you take action. It's all coming to you versus you having your energy and all these tendrils in a gazillion different directions trying to control everything, okay? That's a lot of stress. That's, that, there's a lot of siphoning off of life force energy that happens with that kind of dynamic. Getting to um, siphoning off of energy. I want to control of energy. I want to address this question that dear sister Callie posted in the very beginning. So I'm, I'll read it off in case you guys don't um, don't see where, where this is at. So she says, um, hello again. I had a question about how to protect our energies from the collective. I believe I'm an empath and I am struggling to find peace in times of chaos in the world. Can you help me? When the muggles wake up, it changes my mood. My gift is seemingly more like a curse lately. Thank you for your time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so empaths have a particular, that struggle's real, right? Because we've cultivated a particular um, acuity sensitivity because of our upbringing, um, usually uh, about, you know, uh, sensing when, when people's emotional states are so. So that very act of tuning in to all these people and being impacted by that energy is us putting feelers out there 
We're putting feelers out there to take the temperature, the emotional temperature of the room or the collective. We're putting, we don't know that we're doing this, but our survival mechanism and our subconscious is doing that. We're, we're putting feelers out to see where, the, where, you know, say how the family is in the house or how people are at work or what's it like on the, gonna be like on the subway today or, or whatever, right? So what we do we have a whole course on proper energy management. It's called Light Body 101. It's our core curriculum. And it, it, what's happened is that we have never been taught appropriate energetic hygiene. And as empaths, it is the game changer to shift our, our abilities from being a curse into one of the greatest blessings ever um, because, uh, because we teach you proper energy management. The number one thing is how to keep your energy contained within your own field. You, you actually, without shielding, you actually hold your life force energy in a very consolidated, focused way, right? You stay behind your eyes in your heartbeat. And when, you're do, when you do that, your energy becomes a really um, tightly woven uh, uh, fabric of energy and things don't get in. So you don't really need to shield. Where we need to shield is when we're not present with our body and we're looking off into the future or we're, we're stuck on something awful that happened in the past or we're thinking about somebody who's not with us or we're directing our energy in some kind of way. We're actually putting those, those tendrils that would be normally woven real tight like this are actually now unwinding and going out to as feelers into the world. You see what I mean? And it could be the 4D field. It could be family that's directly in our in immediate space. There's lots of reasons why we do it. Lovers, children, all those things. So we first need to get over the beliefs, discover and get over the beliefs that we have that tell us we, our safety relies on those tendrils being out there. And we start calling them all home and allowing them to tightly weave back home with us. Stay, staying within our emotional field, staying within our energy field, staying within uh, our, our home frequencies. So unplugging from the collective, uh, protecting yourself from the collective, that is, that is all directly related to us healing our, our trauma, healing our victim wounds. And all that is put in place to keep us in a dis dis feeling disconnected or feeling alone that's all one of this that's all part of the matrix game part of that saturn black cube game is to trick us into believing that we are alone or we are disconnected or we're better off being disconnected when really the opposite is true and and so once we start changing how we engage with our energy in the world then we can start readdressing these things in a way that um, we're asking different questions. We're not asking questions that validate our wounding. We start asking questions that show us a way through, a way through um, the blame game, okay? So cleaning your energy every day is part of um, having good energetic hygiene. And uh, we teach many ways to do that. One, one way that's very simple and effective is that before you go to bed at night, Every night before you go to bed, close your, you know, close your eyes and, and let yourself go into a gentle meditative state. And you start bringing all the interactions, all the places that you've been that day into your awareness. The people, the places, even the animals, the plants, everything. Just start bringing those things into your awareness and, and notice if you left any of your energy there. 
Maybe you left some of your energy there because you want to know what's going on. Maybe you left your energy there because you thought it was really beautiful, peaceful, and you didn't want to leave. There's, there's a whole myriad re, uh, of reasons why we would do such a thing. But what's important is that we, that we call our energy back. All that energy that we left, we call it back to ourselves. Electronics is a, is a big one, is a really big one. Because we're looking at a digital screen all day. We don't realize this, but our energy is actually going into that. We're going into a digital reality with our energy, right? So you call your energy back from that. Imagine what that digital field looks like, what it might look like. And you purposely, with intent, focused intent, call your energy back from that. Okay? So when you, if you do that every single night before you go to bed, you're going to start noticing a shift. You're not going to be as drained uh, energetically, you won't be um, as standoffish to people. You won't feel so exposed because more of your energy is home. And that weave, that, that weave of luminescent strands of your energy becomes tighter, 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 and then nothing can get in. Okay. The other thing I would say is quit smoking pot. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm not talking, you know, an occasional, occasional puffer here or there or whatever. I'm talking about the chronic, the chronic habit because marijuana, it's a, it's a medicine. It's a very valuable medicine actually, but it's what, what happens if, if people smoke a lot of it, like multiple times every single day, these tightly woven um, energy field, it's so yin, it's so, it's so expansive that it starts loosening the field like this. And then you start developing habitual holes in your energy where things can just come in and the things that are coming in are a frequency match to your already existing pain your already existing wounding okay so that's a real thing so um so how you live your life has a lot to do with with your relationship to the collective how you respect your energy has a lot to do with how you live in the collective calling your energy back every night is a wonderful place to start to, to, so to see the difference. And, you know, I would say even, you know, I've used the label muggles before and uh, I, I say it jokingly, but, but if you feel into the sentiment behind that, you'll realize that there's anger and resentment there. And that is like because of rejection and pain and other kinds of things, that would be a great place to start on, you know, why do I, why do I dislike these people so much? Right. Or why? Because it's usually because they've hurt you or they've caused a lot of pain or there's a lot of persecution, being told you're crazy. You know what I mean? There's a lot of toxic exchange. But what happens is that we open ourselves up to that exchange energetically before it actually happens in the 3D. OK, so on the energetic is where we have the awareness. So it's in, on the energetic. We can we can totally counteract, mitigate that exchange so it doesn't happen. And that's that tightly get make really let your um, practice weaving your energy field, let it get really tight and it's weave. Um, and then you're going to not be as susceptible to those sorts of things. And, you know, I have interactions. I mean, I have an office space here with straight up business guys and I'm in the next office where there's the voices echo and stuff. And I'm talking about ETs and Sasquatches. <laughs> you know, you can just imagine what they think about me. But really, I don't care. It's like, OK, I might be flipping these guys out. But at the same time, they're they're actually in the energy of it for a reason. I don't know why they don't know why. But here we are. So I just let it be that you see. All right. I hope how I'm explaining that is helpful. Where are we at in time? 238. Okay. I want to go on to start talking about urine therapy. 
All right, hello, darling. Hello, yay, Callie, you made it live. Woohoo! Um, Luna, Luna Rio, hello from Mexico. All right, so she says, for me, being in the void has been helpful as a starting point, but my work moving forward is working on creating balance and reintegration, reintegrating myself back into the world, adding back, adding back in the aspects I like. I like that. Thank you, darling. Thank you for that share. I, that feels good to me when you say it. Young trick named Jim says the illusion of the linear time is maybe the greatest control construct ever created. Yes. And that is held in place by Saturn. <laughs> so do know that, um, you know, there are many, many ways to address this dynamic. Um, I talk about Saturn working with the Saturn energies directly and unwinding, uh, on the, unwinding our attachments to it on the energetic. And then over time, as that shifting digests, we start, I'll start to notice the effects in the 3D world. I call them feedback loops. So we can absolutely usurp all of these control systems, be, you know, because we can. We're infinite beings. We just need to get past our, the blind spots of our belief systems to address things on that level. You know, it's that simple. But then it's not that simple because then we have to let go of everything we think we know, everything that we think is the truth, and uh, be willing to question ourselves and our deeply held belief systems. And that is a tall order, my friend. Why? Because those systems worked for us in the past. They worked for us. They appear to work for us. Therefore, we're going to full on believe, them, believe in them. And a wonderful example of how that plays out. I don't know if you guys, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Matrix again. I think it was the third one where Morpheus, he full on believed about the one was going to end the war. And then it didn't. And you see him and you see him facing his crisis of faith. Like, wow, I fully believe that 100 percent like the strength that gave me strength to to carry on to soldier on to face this difficult life and eventually you know he comes full circle with the whole thing i mean that's such a beautiful beautiful story of one getting shocked by the truth and he didn't say no to it he didn't make it wrong and and, and exile anybody instead he faced it and processed it and came out different he came out as a different person from that experience so that's how it is for all of us. The, the veils are lifting, lifting, lifting so quickly. The more we can let things percolate that might be going against something that we think is the truth, is the, the more we cannot make it wrong and just let it percolate and see where it lands, like see what our relationship is with it, the better off we're going to be. Uh, so pretty much, you know, one of my favorite sayings that something is so until it's not. And, and that's, that's what I live by, you know? This is where I'm at until I'm not. I have infinite patience until I don't. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> and I don't need to explain it. I don't need to make excuses. I don't need, you know, it's, I give myself full permission to change my mind at any moment, any time. Like say, I always believed that this, this, and this was true. And now I'm exposed to some experiences that tell me that's not true anymore. I'm like, okay, it's not true anymore. And that's it. I don't need to go into any heavy belaboring of anything. And the more we're, we do that, the freer we become within ourselves and the more present we are in the moment to see things as they are rather than as we think they should be or as we want them to be. We are more available to really see things as they are 
And that, that is huge for all of us. Okay. All right. Um, 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 um. Beverly. Hey girl. Good to see you, darling. Ah, passive. Oh, she says, ha ha ha. Passive wealth, please. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, Joanne says learning to step outside of time is speaking loudly. It seems like the curriculum, which I've been, I've been fed unknowingly these posts, these past two years. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. All right. Thank you, Joanne, for that. All right. Then we have young trick named Jim says, um, my partner reframed money for money for time as en energy for energy. Money is a manifestation of one's energy. She does energy work and yoga instruction and the basis of an energy in, in, on the basis of energy exchange. Yes. Very good. Very, very good. Um, it's just an energy exchange whether than, all right. So, so the other thing is, is that money is a reversed, a construct that works off of reversal. Okay. Um, and it ties into the straw man game. It's, it ties into the 4d field deception. For example, people who have a lot of money can be in uh, a privileged level of relationship with the collective simply because they have money. But what happens if money isn't existent in, anymore, right? What if they don't have their money? What if, you know, the digital stuff crashes? What if the dollar all of a sudden means nothing? They lack, they, they use, they wasted all that time living dependent on that money instead of cultivating the right relation, relationship in, within themselves. So it doesn't matter if you have it or not. You're in right relationship that you've cultivated from within yourself in relationship to this outer world. Okay. So self-cultivation is always, always, always worth it. It's always worth it. Okay. You can never go wrong by cultivating yourself. <laughs> you, you are the greatest asset in this world. All right. Um, Kaylee, Kylie says, thank you. This is so good. And then told me you you'd know how to approach this issue. Oh, thank you, Kylie. Between the moon cycles and others has me isolated at home constantly. This will help me so much. I do smoke a lot of it. It makes, oh, okay. It makes life like a dream, but it does make sense. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, you can connect, all right, all plants have a spirit, all plants have an intelligence. And this is for Kylie and anybody else who feels like they're out of balance or maybe they don't use things. They maybe create, you know, um, use it to medicate themselves, let's say like that, to either tune out or tune in or whatever. You can pray and meditate with that medicine spirit and ask for help. You can ask them to help you heal. You can ask them to help you expand your awareness. You can ask them to help you dot, dot, dot with whatever you want. And that way you are creating a honoring, respectful relationship with that plant medicine instead of cultivating guilt, instead of cultivating guilt and shame. Because um, a lot of people who, and this is for any, any, any medicine that you're using, whether it be tobacco or weed or hape or ayahuasca or mushrooms, or it doesn't matter all of this. As long as you are, if you connect with that spirit, pray with that spirit, send your love and gratitude and ask for guidance with that spirit, you are shifting the relationship you have with that energy and with yourself. So you're no longer um, using things that are feeding an imbalance in your life. You're giving them an opportunity to help you heal in your life. You see what I mean? 
Okay. Luna Rio says, I've noticed that whenever I ingest marijuana, I, I do feel more anxious, especially in new situations. Yeah. Yeah. Pick your time and place if that's going to be a part of your lifestyle. Um, and, and also do know that those, um, they've been bred and, you know, there's a lot of hybrids, there's a lot of manipulation um, with those particular plant spirits to be way stronger than maybe what's good for you. Um, I'm t really, when you do, it's the most yinest thing that you can put, most yinest thing in the universe that you can put into your body, okay? So if you don't have something equally young to balance out what you're ingesting, that, that expansion loosens up the threads of your energy field and you, that's the anxiousness because now you're exposed. You're no longer cocooned with loving energy. You're now exposed to whatever, okay? So you need to figure out a way to balance it out. Figure out a way to, to um, use that expansion that benefits you and then spend some time refocusing your energy back into that tight weave around your energy field. Okay. Okay, so young trick named Jim is chiming in. He's saying that um, weed prevents REM sleep. It might put you to sleep, but it's not a good sleep. Yes, it also affects your dream time. I can, I can tell you that's also something that I've noticed. And you, don't, and you really do want your dream time, even if you're not heavily engaged with your dreams, because that is you working through hangups within that 4D field to get to your spirit, to your, your true source essence. And it happens in dream time. It's just, what, it's just the, what happens is that there's so much energetic charge in that matrix that we don't notice it. Our conscious mind doesn't notice it, but it still does happen. So how it'll work is that you'll, like, you'll have something really triggering in your dream where you're like all of a sudden really angry and you're having a big reaction. While you're having the big reaction, that's when your spirit is actually looking straight back at you. <laughs> you know, But we don't see it because of all the energy, right? Okay, so let me go on to this next piece here, and that is um, the urine therapy. Yes, yes, yes. Now, this is something that's super, super controversial, and, uh, and how I've got exposed to the practice is by doing the darkroom retreats in Thailand with the breatharians. Now, it's really popular in the eastern part of the world, and that's because you know, there are a lot, of, there's millions, hundreds of, actually billions of people, billions of people that do not have access to, to uh, allopathic medicine, do not have access to what we call healthcare in the United States and in, in the, um, in the uh, what we call the civilized part of the world, right? So, um, so those traditions that they have, the traditional medicines that they have, have been cultivated over many thousands and thousands of years. So urine therapy, when I first learned about it, it was in the context of Ayurvedic medicine, which is a medicine uh, discipline practice that is many thousands of years old, older than yoga, okay? So, and they use it for all sorts of reasons. It depends on the imbalance of your dosha. So doshas are body types, and you're, like, you're a combination of, of two of three doshas. You have different combinations of doshas, and then so some can, um, when used in a certain way, will balance out 
an imbalance. And when you use it in yet a different way, it'll balance out another kind of imbalance depending on your, on your dosha. The other group of people that use it very often are the people making the transition to pranic living. Um, and we call them also breatharians, okay? This, these are people who've cultivated, they've reprogrammed their body, they've reprogrammed their cells to accept pure life force energy as nutrients. And this is actually why we would go into dark room, because in dark room, that particular kind of technology, uh, once your brain waves equal out, the lack of light stimulating your pineal pituitary um, hypothalamus complex uh, starts um, that the lack of light tells that part of your brain to no longer turn melatonin into serotonin. Instead, it gets turned into DMT. And after three days of being in dark room, I mean, I'm 24 seven, complete darkness. Like you can't see anything, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> you can't tell if your eyes are open or closed. That's how dark it is. After three days, your brain waves balance out and start achieving a level of harmony. And then once that harmony is achieved, then the DMT starts getting released and you start experiencing dream time, both awake and asleep, okay? It's in a profound state of being to be in. And when you're in that state of being, you can program your cells. You can speak directly to your cells with your essence, reprogram your cells, telling them to allow to be fully nourished mentally, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, physically by pure life force energy. And the key, the key to the whole uh, uh, pranic living practice is paying attention on how nourished you feel, okay? So when you can program the physical cells to accept pure life force energy as its nourishment, then you are, you've got the physical part handled and then the rest of it is about the intellectual nourishment, emotional nourishment, um, and physical, uh, or another, uh, I guess, yeah, it's still emotional nourishment. So then you start learning how to live in such a way where you're nourished on all those levels. Now, a lot of people don't even know what emotional nourishment is or what intellectual nourishment is. They, you know, so that you have to learn how to live completely differently. So urine is part of that process of transcending the, um, transcending the need for external nutrients because it comes directly from the body and there's different you collect it at different times um, depending on what the purpose is i posted a video of an indian man talking about people healing cerebral palsy cancer terminal um, terminal um, illnesses with urine therapy and that is done through the ayurvedic practice and listen, if you're a meat eater, if you're a smoker, if you do, if you do things that make your system really acidic, then urine therapy is not going to help you. <laughs> so don't do it. Don't do it because your body's toxic from being in a constant acidic state. The kinds of places or the kinds of um, um, implementation that happens with urine therapy, the person is on a very clean diet. They drink lots of water. They do not take animal products. They, you know what I mean? They're pretty much either um, raw food vegan, vegan, uh, or, um, you know, they're on some kind of really clean living 
where their system most of the time is uh, leans more towards the alkaline alkaline side of the pH scale. Because one of the things about your um, natural remedies, it's all about alkalinizing the body. So viruses, bacteria, and cancers can't grow, don't have a friendly environment to grow within. So in this, in that context, the urine therapy is a part of your body creating deeper balance within itself. So if you do have a very clean diet, you drink lots of water, and you don't live a stressful lifestyle, you can consume your urine to, to um, help nourish your field in a very deep, nurturing way. Uh, so I also posted a, a, maybe I didn't post it. All right, there's, there's, there's videos out there that talk about this. But when you're in a very clean lifestyle, uh, 90, when you first urinate, everything is sterile. And, um, and, uh, and what they recommend is that you use the, 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 your first pee of the morning midstream. So you'll start to pee and then you capture it after you start going. And then you drink immediately. You don't wait because at that time, um, everything is still sterile and you're not going, there's no crazy bacteria going on. If you have a bacterial infection, a UTI, or anything like this, then, then there's that bacteria is going to be in the urine. So in which case, that's a contraindication in some, in some understandings of how to apply it. But 95% of it is water. And if you have a very clean, clean diet and you drink a lot of water, um, it does, there's no taste. It tastes like water, okay? Now, the other 5%, is, is uh, electrolytes, uh, body salts, okay? So it's potassium, calcium, you know, other kinds of minerals. And then there's another small percentage that is the actual elimination of, um, of toxins. But it's a tiny, tiny percentage. And when you're in a very mindful diet, you're in a mindful wellness state, and if you're using this as part of a therapy, your relationship to what you're doing and why is not... I should say, is in alignment, is in harmonic alignment of it doing, benefiting you in some way. Now, if you're living a typical Western lifestyle and diet, not a good, I wouldn't do it. I would definitely not do it. But if I was in a state where I was healing a terminal illness or whatever, I would do it. And this is also uh, another thing. Western medicine is going to poo-poo on anything that they're not going to make money on. I'm telling you, Western medicine and, and big pharma are closely tied together, especially when you get to these new doctors. They don't know how to, how to advise you on any kind of natural remedy at all. You know, I had a doctor. So my, uh, my daughter had a, um, a weird fungus thing in her nail and the nail was coming out. They wanted to give her antibiotics. And I'm like, why would you give her antibiotic for a fungal infection? Oh, just in case. And I'm like, what? That makes no sense at all. <laughs> and I said that out loud. I probably shouldn't have, but they, you know, they really gave me a real hard pushback on that. And it's like, listen, I, you, you know, I'm not going to give her antibiotics just, just because, right. Um, it was fungus. And, you know, I ended up um, helping her heal that using essential oils. And the one that I used was um, oregano oil in uh, 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 a little bit of olive oil you know, cause that's what I had. And we started putting that on her thumbnail every day, three times a day. And the fungus went away and her nail came back normal. Right. So they're, they're not, they're, they're not taught. They're taught how to cure things with pharmaceuticals, not uh, natural things. But when you get into the rest of the planet, the, the, you know, the other two thirds of the, of the planet's population, they don't have access 
to Western medicine. So they have these traditional ways. And free is a really, really attractive thing because a lot of this world, guys, I don't know if you guys, if you realize this, the most, most of this world is what, what Westerners would consider poor. You know, they don't have running water. They don't have electricity. You see what I mean? The basic necessities that we feel like you have to, you know, have to live is a luxury for most of the planet. So that's something that we need to remember when we're looking at these ancient remedies. These are ancient remedies that are considered easily accessible. So, you know, people are going to use them. They're going to apply them um, because that's the only thing they have access to. Now, people in the Western world also use them, but that's because they woke up to the fact that Western medicine is really limited in its philosophy and its application, and they are embracing a more holistic way to address their ailments. So when it comes to emergency medicine and, um, and surgeries, you know, certain kinds of surgeries, I would say Western medicine is invaluable, right? But when it comes to healing chronic problems, chronic conditions, including mental illnesses, mental diseases, stuff like this, they fail miserably. Holistic is definitely the way to go. Holistic routes are definitely the way to go. The problem is, is that the industry is so saturated with, with um, over-boasted, uh, how do I say that? It, it's not set up in a way where it makes it easy for a person to get in contact with the right kind of therapy for them. An example is I have this shoulder thing going on. I don't know if you, oh, you guys can see it's kind of all black and blue compared to my other shoulder. Yeah, I, well, it's because I finally found someone to work on it. But, um, you know, to find the right kind of treatment for the, uh, for the particular dysfunction slash ailment on a holistic level is not easy. It's not made easy. You have to experiment with a lot of different practitioners, many of them very, very expensive, right, in order to find the method that's right for you. This is why I embrace the dietary method first. So if I have a major imbalance going on, I'm looking at my diet. I'm eliminating things out of my diet that, that like for example, inflammation. Okay, I have a problem with inflammation. That's one of the layers of issues. So I'm gonna cut out everything that feeds inflammation. So that eliminates all sugar, all dairy, all animal products. <laughs> so I do that, my inflammation goes way down. I, I already start feeling better, right? So. Uh, so there are, you know, we can, the way we be is a major contributor to why we're ill, why we might be um, suffering from an ailment, right? And this is the kind of thing that Ayurvedic addresses. Many people just need to change their lifestyle on how they live, and then their, their particular ailment will, will right itself. Now, of course, there's always exceptions, uh, like you get bit by something and you have uh, venom going through your system or you get by a bug and it creates an infection or, you know, there's lots of other scenarios out there where you really do need um, pretty significant intervention. But most of the things, including cancers, is stuff that we can remedy with the way we be and how, our how we live our lifestyles. So um, that's my take on, on urine therapy. If you want to, um, re I encourage you guys to research it. If you're interested in trying it, um, research, 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 and do, please, please, please do, do take the time to clean up your diet before you attempt anything like that, because, uh, really it should taste like water. And if it doesn't taste like water, then, you know, you're putting toxic stuff back into your system. Okay.
that's my that's my uh, my caution about it. All right, darlings. Boy, does this hour go by so quickly. All right, I have a couple more comments and then we're then we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap up. So um, young trick name Jim says, um, dark room sounds amazing. I've done sensory deprivation tanks and that was pretty intense, even if just for an hour or two. Oh yeah, those float tanks. I really love those float tanks, especially, I think a lot of it has to do with the salt. The, um, the all the negative ions from the salt um, really um, helps process things. So if you guys look at this, look at it this way. So sugar is very acidic, right? It takes, I just read this somewhere, a friend sent this, sent this to me. It was all about how to naturally um, mitigate EMF exposure and acidic and acidic creating um, uh, uh, activities. And on that said that one, I think it was one gram of sugar takes 56 grams of magnesium for your body to process that, okay? Now, a lot of people are magnesium deficient. So, of course, our brain says, oh, take more magnesium, which is great. But it's not going to do anything if it, you're still going to remain deficient if you're still taking in a lot of sugar. <laughs> okay. So, so if you do, if you cut out the sugar and add the man magnesium, now you're going to add, now you're going to notice a much different, um, a much more noticeable response. The other thing they talked about is negative ions. Like a single one negative ion can reorganize um, a million water molecules, one ion. Now our body is mostly water. So when we're floating in a tank, saturated with negative ions, we are informing our bodies, not just, you know, not just sensory wise, but also the, phys the actual water in our bodies is getting impacted by the intense negative ions within that tank. So it's really, really great for you on many, many levels. All right, Tony says, I know a healer that said after a bite like a bee sting or a snake bite, um, within 30 seconds, your body creates the healing properties and take some and take some pee and put it on the spot. Yes, yes. Oh, you know, and actually, thank you for reminding me of that I have no I, I do know about that about using urine as a topical as a topical treatment to um, uh, bites, whether they be uh, poisonous or not. All right. Tony says, thank you so much for taking time. Yeah, thank you, Tony. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you who feel like you're an empath, a victim of your, of your sensitivity, or maybe you're, it's just such a burden, a pain in the butt, I encourage you guys to check out our uh, LifeBody 101 core curriculum. It's all about empowering you, teaching you how to have a different relationship with your, with your energy so you can quite literally turn that burden of being an empath into one of the greatest gifts that you can have as a human, right? So I, that's on lifebodyacademy.com and you're looking for Lifebody 101 core curriculum. Uh, there is, there's two main uh, classes in that and then we have recaps that happen every Monday to help reinforce everything that you're learning and practicing. So I encourage you guys to check that out. Uh, uh, let's see what else. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. If you guys haven't found us on Instagram or on, um, on, uh, telegram yet, it's the multidimensional human group. And we post, we post all kinds of stuff on there and there's really great conversations that happen in there. And if you want to contribute to the conversations of these chats, you go ahead and, um, address things, address the conversations in the telegram group, multidimensional human or Facebook group rise of the multidimensional human. 
And of course, we have, we're on Telegram, Multidimensional Accelerator. And, you know, as you comment and stuff, uh, I get to I see all the comments. I don't necessarily respond to the comments because I, I really don't have the bandwidth to to do all that. But um, do know they do reach me. And uh, and I really uh, appreciate you guys chiming in. It helps me figure out, um, you know, figure out what's important to talk about within this this context, because I want to you know, I want to make sure this is valuable. It's not just me you know, spouting my opinion. <laughs> I just, you know, I really, um, I really uh, appreciate you guys being in this community and I want to offer the, the, the support that I can. And I feel like uh, I can offer that liberated perspective to help free you guys up and find more freedom and empowerment in your everyday life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Lots of love to you all. We shall see you next time. Mwah, mwah. Until then, make it a great week. Bye, guys.